This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, I am so excited. It is time to look back at all the really amazing things, and maybe not so amazing things, that have happened in our agencies in 2022. I think it's been a great year. A lot of agency owners are exhausted. (laughs) And I think that that's the challenge with looking back of just what's happened with inflation and the trickle down that's finally hit the insurance agency world and exhaustion may be a better place to kind of think about where we are as agency owners. But at the same time, it's exciting to kind of look back and go, okay, we've been going through this storm. I feel like there's this light at the end of the tunnel. And out of that storm, out of a hard market, you tend to see these periods of exciting, profitable, long-term cycles. That's sort of my look back is, okay, that was hard. This has been frustrating, but how much growth in terms of like just processes, mentality, our people, how much growth have we actually made it through in 2022? Let's talk specificity. When we're looking back over a year, what KPIs do you think specifically that we should be looking at? When we think about just the pure numbers, it's did we improve our policy per customer ratio? Did we improve our revenue per employee, our revenue spread per employee? It's really easier to think about that in terms of on the revenue side in a hard market because we initially have this sort of knee-jerk reaction and maybe go into some panic attacks around the loss of customers. But if we think about it through this lens of, okay, my customer count decreased, maybe my policy count increased because I focused on cross-selling and bundling and getting more business per client. My policy per client ratio went up, my revenue went up. So I've got less clients and more revenue, I mean, that's an incredible recipe for profitability. And so from a pure numbers standpoint, hard markets for the right books of business and the right agency mindsets are extremely profitable cleanse outs. The weak go away and the strong get better. You really get this pruning effect within the marketplace. And I don't love hard markets, but I don't necessarily ignore them or wish they never happened. They're necessary. Stock market corrections are necessary so that everybody takes a deep breath. Everybody gets to a better place. And really weaker performing agencies end up being the ones that don't survive situations like hard markets. I think from a financial perspective, one of the things that we should look at toward the end of the year was cash flow. What did that look like? Going back to the previous years for perspective on financial forecast. I know cash flow is one of the biggest things when it comes to agency valuations when you're thinking long-term infinite gain. You can make money on paper and have negative cash flow. And this is one of those real growth 
growth opportunities for the salesperson who becomes agency owner, converting themselves from being a salesperson to being an agency operator, agency owner. That comes with the hat of the financial element, the operations element. At some point, you have to make that transition. Now, I know in the beginning, you have to be extremely sales and lead generation minded. You've got to make the cash register ring. You've got to grow. You've got to reach the level of survivability. But at some point, you've got to transition yourself. You've got to keep working on yourself as this transitioning person from salesperson to agency owner. Or what you're going to see is that you struggle retaining staff, you struggle retaining clients, and you end up in this churning environment if you are just sell, sell, sell minded for your entire career. I know you always got to keep a sales balance. And one of the arguments in the independent agency system and one of the negative connotations to it is once agencies reach a certain size, they stop focusing on sales. We do have to do better at that. But I also think that part of the reason for that is we're transitioning to running and performing better with our agencies overall. What new skills did you learn? I have really been working on speaking the truth in love. And I've really been working on not beating around the bush. And I don't know that I'm better. I feel like I'm better at that. I think it's one of those things that over the course of time, me being this recovering salesperson, (laughs) so to speak, and trying to be better at being a leader and trying to be better at all of those refining points. I do think it's important that we have really open and honest conversations with our people and open and honest conversations in general. Sometimes those conversations are really hard. And you might remember me talking about hard conversations in leadership meetings earlier in the year and maybe at the end of last year. And being better at having those hard conversations, I think it's a learned skill that I'm continuing to learn. I'm less and less interested at the beat around the bush kind of conversation. But I also do not want to become this bitter old person. So I've met a lot of bitter old people in my life. And my wife and I talk about not becoming those people. We never want to become those people. But I also want to be better at just tell me what you're thinking. My dad used to say, speak plain English. And his whole concept there was, tell me what's on your mind. And that's scary because sometimes what's on your mind doesn't need to come out in its exact pure form. (laughs) Sometimes it needs to be polished a little bit. It needs to be said in the right tone and it needs to be said in the right way, in the right context. That's a skill set that I would say I'm better at it than I was this time last year. Well, I think that we have learned podcasting. That's been a skill for us, right? If you go back and you listen to what we sounded like in April, that was a big hot mess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we just started. We didn't know. I just assumed that you knew what you were doing and I was just I was just showing up every day and talking. I didn't know that you didn't know what you were doing. Well, I'd never podcasted before. This was a this was a new thing. This was a new thing. Radio and podcast, I mean, can it be that different? It's got to be the same thing, surely. No, I will tell you that if I talked for 24 minutes straight with a co-host, we would get fired. So, we have no music to play between our words. 
Right, right. So you're used to speaking in 60-second increments. So there's a big difference in speaking in 60-second increments and speaking in, you know, 24-minute increments. The podcasting equivalent to radio is like calling a ball game without there being a ball game going on. I may be the most ignorant person on the face of this earth at this very moment, but I have not even thought about that. We are literally talking nonstop for 20 to 30 minutes and... That's not what radio people do. Unless they're talk radio people, and that's not who I am. And we don't have commercials, though. They have commercials, at least. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you something that I have seen you learn this year, and that is you've become so much more concise in your language. East Texas grammar is extremely polished, I must say. When you hear yourself talk, and you said this, and for any of those aspiring podcasters out there, you're thinking about starting a podcast, one of Tanya's early suggestions to me was do a video, talk in your notes on your phone, audio notes on your phone, and then listen to yourself. And when you hear yourself, you kind of start figuring out, okay, I don't need to say that or do that, or I need to be a little more specific with my pronunciation. Still to this day, I listen to our podcast and even now I find myself still doing things and I'm like, okay, I got to get better at that. And it's just like anything else that we're doing. Practice makes you better. And in our agencies, thinking of looking back and thinking about all these little things that make you a stronger leader that make you a stronger agency owner, that's no different than when we started podcasting and now we're 70 something episodes down the road and going and growing and we're better and better than we were day one. I think that's what happens in our agencies if we pay really close attention to it and we are intentional. So I think that is something great for us to look at. What new skills did we learn within our agency this year? And they may not have even been skills that we thought we were going to learn or that we even wanted to learn. But I think that's a really great way of looking back at the year at accomplishment. Something else I was thinking about is who is our target client at the beginning of the year and did we accomplish reaching them? I'll add moving from this networking individual that maybe you were you know you were the scared person, maybe you didn't understand and what goes with that is this confidence of who you are. And I think that, again, our salesperson hat gets put on and we find ourselves in these situations where we just think we have to say yes to the person in front of us or the person on the phone. And having an intentional process to go after a client or a client segment that is who we want, it's going to take some practice in self-confidence. It's going to take some practice in the dialogue that you create with that person, the environment, I mean, the networking scared to death, putting yourself out there, environment that you have to go into, whether that's directly with your prospect or that's through a referral partner. This is that thing that I keep thinking about and hearing about. We are the experts when it comes to the insurance piece of things. It's not the customer. It's not the referral partner, even though they've worked with insurance people for 10 years. You're still as the agency owner, as the producer, as the insurance professional, you're still the expert. And I'm not sure that 
we see ourselves as the risk management insurance expert that we are. A lot of that just comes from sales mindset and just being about sell, sell, sell instead of being about education and risk management. I think a big thing that it's uncomfortable to look at, but it really makes a difference when you put it down on paper is what mistakes have you made? For me, the biggest mistake that I've made is I started out the year with this intentional, better at follow through and documentation of my own personal efforts. And then about halfway through the year, I started seeing myself get lazy with that. And from just note taking to referencing my notes to, these are things that I'm not good at. And I was really good at it in the first quarter. I formed a habit. I was very persistent. I was very good at it. And then I just, over the course of the year, didn't finish strong. And what's really frustrating to me about that is as an athletic background, a coaching background, the fourth quarter is a really important quarter. And I feel like that's me. I haven't finished the game strong in 2022. I kind of got lazy and comfortable in the second half of the year. And that's probably my biggest mistake and frustration. I can say the same thing from a physical perspective. For the first seven months of the year, I was eating right. I was exercising. I was doing all of the things that I was supposed to do. And somehow mid-August arrived. And yeah, so I didn't finish out the year nearly is strong from a health journey, from a physical journey. And I'm kind of like you, I'm disappointed in myself with that. So looking at that from a mistake perspective, okay, so now we've got to get back on the horse, so to speak, redo some things, recreate some things. But the great thing about looking back at that and seeing, okay, when did that happen? That's going to enable me in next year say, okay, when your birthday happens in August, you don't need to blow it out because you may not hop back on the horse after it. So yeah, I definitely think that looking back and being truthful and asking, what mistakes have you made is a great way to look back on the year. I think one of the ones that we've done well this year is continuing to let our values drive our business forward. Looking back on 2022 and figuring out where you were able to weave your core values into your business model is really important from an annual review. Well, I think that is an ongoing thing. And and yes, we need to look back at the failures, maybe more so than the successes. And a lot of people can't do that because they get depressed. I'm not that person, but I know a lot of people will look back and go, oh my gosh, I failed. And oh my goodness. But looking back at that failure is helping us grow. If we look at it, in the right way. If we understand, okay, can't stay here, can't stay at that place. I need to recognize what went wrong. We talk about not losing, but learning. And I think if you look at it through that way, then you're always winning kind of mindset. And that sounds a little kumbaya, but there's a lot of truth in that. That's how we make our agency stronger. And look, if we make ourselves stronger individually, leadership skill set, just individual things like in skill set in general, just what do we want to be better at next year? Looking back at those failures is going to help us understand how to pull off 
and be stronger and be more resilient. And that's going to boil over into our organizations and into our team. I think that just committing and being fully confident that our core values are really the foundation of what we believe and having those things guide every piece and every decision is really important. I will never forget December 26th, a few years ago, I had an agent that I was working with coaching in a very holistic way. And we were doing a look back on the previous year. And we got to the end of this and I will never forget. He said the words to me, are you proud of me? And I kind of paused for a minute because I didn't even think it was my place to be proud or not proud. And my response to him was, well, are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of how far you've come? Are you thrilled with the results of what you started out to do and and where you are? And I think that's one of those places that we have to get beyond the mistakes. And yes, we've got to look at them. They are extraordinarily important for us to acknowledge those mistakes mistakes and make a plan moving forward. But also take the time to figure out, okay, what are you proud of? What did you do well? And even if cash flow wasn't where it was supposed to be, or maybe you wrote way too many monoline auto policies, and there's all of these things that you could have done better. But I think the greatest thing that you should do is look back and see, okay, this is what I did really well. I'm learning to look back. It hasn't always been one of my strong suits. It hasn't really been a thought process for me. And really what I've come to realize is that if you don't look back, I'm not talking about living in the past. Let me clarify that. I I never live back in the past. I'm talking about looking back to what your journey has been, where you've come from. I've used the example of Starbucks before. In the 80s, Starbucks had 70-something locations in and around Seattle. And 40 years later, they have tens of thousands of locations across the globe. So if you are running Starbucks and you never look back, then you just assume things are the way they are, have always been this way and all that. And we have to be careful about that, especially from a consumer standpoint. I remember having this conversation with my daughters and saying, hey, do you know the story of Starbucks? Do you understand what that company has accomplished in terms of just size and scope and success over the last 40 years? And and they didn't know. Why would they know? They don't know a world that doesn't exist necessarily without Starbucks. And so they just assume Starbucks has always been what it is today. I use that example because in our agencies, if we will go back and look five years, 10 years, 15 years, depending on how long you've been around, agents will be amazed. Talk about, you know, are you proud of me? There's a lot of agencies in this marketplace that need to be patting themselves on the back because they've made some significant progress. We have several partner agents that over the last five years, I'm just absolutely blown away and amazed at their growth, not only in production and premium, but their ability to retain business, their ability to automate things in their business, the way they're growing as leaders and managers of people. I've just been blown away at at that because some of those conversations before they had staff were very, very freak out 
minded and mode type conversations like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I need to just go back to just being a salesperson. Some of them are some of the most successful and best agency owners. If you don't ever look back, how do you know that you're growing at all? Because we have really short memories when it comes to this situation. And I've learned that by learning to look back and say, oh, wow, we're doing pretty well. This is good. We've made it a long ways. How can we go to the next phase? What is the next phase? How do we even know what the next phase of our business is if we don't know where we came from? As a former competitive dancer, I can remember I would spend hours watching video and I would be getting ready for a competition and I would go back and I would watch previous videos from that year. And and then I would go back and I would watch the same competition that I was about to enter. I would watch the video from the year before. And then I would watch the video from the same competition the year before that. And that was always part of my preparation process is because we forget how far we've come and we kind of forget about how badly we sucked. Yeah, I don't appreciate how bad we sounded in some of our first podcasts. Like that's a little bit of this thing of like, ooh, I don't sound great. And nobody likes to go back and go, man, I wasn't where I needed to be. I think you have to do that. Just recognizing that progress. I catch myself during this empty nest phase when I'm sitting around trying to veg out and do nothing. I watch old videos and I might catch a video from two years ago and then like a video of today and go, holy cow, there was an incredible amount of progress. My daughter came home from the University of Kansas over Thanksgiving break and went to work out with her strength and agility coach here locally. Her coach just is like, wow, you are so much quicker. You are so much faster. You are so much stronger. She didn't recognize that about herself at all because she sees herself day in and day out. We see where we're at today, but we don't necessarily capture where we were six months ago or a year ago and really have that aha man, I'm making progress. That 1% improvement every day, there's a lot of truth in that. You know, if we just get 1% better every single day, then what kind of success we can have in six months out, a year out, two years out. It's just this incredible approach. And I think that's why I'm disappointed with myself when I fell off about halfway through three quarters of the way through the year. Cause I'm like, I totally lost perspective of that 1% better every day. We haven't done this yet internally, but One of the really cool exercises we do need to do is go back in this year. And I know we're talking about it here, but really go back and document the things where we were in January, first quarter, February, March, and where we ended the year. Because we have implemented a ton of things in 2022. Progress, growth from both our retail operation, our agent program operation, launching IA Forward. I mean, there's so many things that we have done as an organization. Just incredible. I want to go back to the Starbucks conversation. I am one of those people that I order my Starbucks on the app. The app knows that I want a sugar-free vanilla chai latte with cinnamon powder. I tell the app I want it. It takes my money. I go through the drive-thru. I say, hey, it's Tanya. I have a mobile order. But when I was there in East Texas last week, for some reason, the app was not working. And so I got out of the car. I walked into the Starbucks. I placed my order. And it was absolutely fascinating to me to watch the processes in place. Being able to watch the processes, not only of my order, but of everyone else's orders. And it was unreal. And all I could think of was this is what made 
Starbucks successful is they were able to create these processes over time that makes this machine move in absolute efficiency. I went in for the first time to a Starbucks a couple of weeks ago. I was the inside of a Starbucks for the first time in a couple of years. I was pretty impressed with the decor. Number two, I saw the same thing. I think I counted 11 or 12 employees. Everybody was moving. Everyone had a purpose. Everyone was doing something at some point in time. There was a small crowd forming of new customers walking in. There was a drive-through that was full. They did not know this in 1987 at the Pikes Place Market original Starbucks. I promise you, it doesn't have a drive-through. They didn't know at that point in time how to do all the things that they do today. They certainly didn't have an app in 1987. I'm sure they didn't even have a call-in order. You had to go in and order. And so much was learned over those 40 years and implemented. And the reason that what we see today was because of failure and because things didn't work and somebody had to fix something and somebody had to tweak something. And I think that is such an important thing as agency owners. Just because it's not working today, just because something didn't work, don't give up on it. If it's a great idea, it's a great idea. Tweak it, figure it out, keep doing it till it gets right. And you will be amazed at what you come out the other side looking like. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Joe Girard. Look back to learn, look forward to succeed. Attitude to choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.